Okay, you guys, I'm going to be honest. I used to loathe wearing bras because they were so uncomfortable and suffocating. They were the first thing that I ditched the moment I got back home. But Skims totally flipped the script for me. As a dedicated fan of Skims undies, I decided to give their bras a shot. And wow, Skims once again knocked it out of the park. And if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a significant other, they are also going to like Skims. Even the underwire bras are so cozy that you can literally just rock them all day without even realizing you're wearing a bra. Peyton, Peyton loves Skims. She's not lying. She's a supporter. I do. I will purchase Skims outside of this stuff I'm also supposed to be doing ads for. So I purchased my ad stuff and then I'm also like, hey, you know, maybe I should just throw a little t-shirt in here or something. But currently I'm wearing the Fits Everybody push-up bra. I love it. It is so amazing. I also rocked my no-show bra under a dress one night when I went out and it was so cute to just have the mesh detailing poking out. So shop Skims bras at skims.com. They are now available in 62 sizes, 30A oh through 46H. About. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. So after you place your order, will you please just select podcast in the survey and then select our show, Murder With My Husband, in the drop-down menu that follows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder With My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. If you are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe and also turn on notifications so you can be notified every single time we upload a video. And if you are listening on podcasts, hi, hello, thank you. If you can leave a review, that would be awesome. If not, just engaging. We're so happy to have you here. Garrett, do you have your 10 seconds ready? I do. I have a couple of things today. Ooh. Yes, my first one would be, sorry to those on YouTube, I am wearing sweats right now, so I apologize. Nobody cares. I'm just making sure. <laughs> Number two is, a lot of things on our house are breaking. Very true. I know I always talk about our house, and I'm sure a lot of you are annoyed. The grass, the barbecue. But we literally had to sleep in the basement last night, and it was really scary because the air broke. The air is broken. Um, I think we finally just figured it out right before this episode, but it has not been fun and i woke up every five minutes thinking i was gonna die my next 10 seconds so this is turning into a 45 to a minute <laughs> today but my next one is i think i'm getting pretty good at pickleball mm-hmm. peyton's improving too <laughs> thank you you are for the you're welcome no you're doing good garrett almost broke his ankle trying to save a ball one time for me oh yes i fell and that hurt really hard yeah i fell really hard but we are getting better we practice we try to practice every day so yep Anyways, I just wanted to talk about myself for a second. So there you guys go. And oh, before we hop right into it, I'm talking again. Yes. But <laughs> Garrett wants to take over the podcast today. I do not. <laughs> but we have a special announcement coming probably next week. It's not like super crazy, but we think it's cool. Yeah. It has so to do with our podcast. We so. will announce that next week and we were really excited. Correction. It has to do with Peyton's podcast. Oh, it's our podcast. I'm just kidding. Okay. So I know we talked about this last week, but we are doing an update episode this week. We've had a couple cases. We're going to cover three cases that have updates, but there are more. So we will do this again in the future when we round up a couple more. So we are going to do updates on episode 15 and 16, which is the JJ and Ty Lee episodes, the Lori and Chad Daybell. We have case sources from East Idaho News, an article written by Eric Grossworth, which was amazing. And that's listed in our episode notes, as well as USA Today and then Deseret.com and also News Talk 107.9 with Neil and Julie. And if you are not aware, that is 
is my mom. Julie Mason is my mom. And she was on the original episode, which is why I used her as a case source for this one, because she's awesome. So I'm going to do a quick summary timeline. So Chad and Tammy Daybell were married on March 9th, 1990 in Manti, Utah, according to her obituary. The couple lived in Springville, Utah, where they founded a book company and they had five children. In 2006, marriage records show that Lori married her husband, Charles Vallow. Lori entered the marriage with her son, Colby and Tylee, if you guys remember, um, who was the daughter with the third husband, Joseph Ryan. And then family members say in 2014, Charles and Lori adopted Joshua J.J. Vallow, which J.J. and Tylee were the original missing children. He's the biological grandson of Kay Woodcock, which is Charles' sister, which is why they adopted him. Social media posts indicate that sometime in 2014, the Valos moved to the island of Kauai in Hawaii, and we went over that. Mm -hmm. The couple operated a small business there, and then the family moved back to the mainland between 2016 and 2017. While the Valo family lived in Arizona, Tylee's father, Joseph Ryan, which was her previous husband, died on April 3rd, 2018, according to a heart attack. Almost one year before the public announcement of the missing kids, Chad and Lori made their first appearance together on the Preparing a People's podcast, Time to Warrior Up. So remember, Lori got involved with Chad in the prepper thing, and then they went on this podcast together. So this was a year before um, the cases kind of went public is when they started getting involved. Okay. A felony indictment indicates that on October 26, 2018, Lori Daybell and Chad Daybell began discussing their religious beliefs to justify killing his wife, Tammy Daybell, JJ, and Tylee Ryan. So they admitted to it or? This is when police think they began discussing it. So I'm doing updates through the timeline as we now know. So we now know that police have said this is when they think they started discussing this based on conversations they were having with friends and family about it. Okay. Remember saying they were zombies, stuff like that. Yep. So two months after the podcast began, Charles files for divorce from Lori in February. So remember, she was married when she first met Chad. And then Charles was like, hey, she's going crazy. She joined a cult and files for divorce two months after she started this podcast with Chad. He claimed that she viewed herself as God preparing for the second coming. Charles claims that his wife would kill him if he got in her way to perform her mission. So Charles was feeling like, hey, this is bad. I think she's going to kill me. Before he died, her ex-husband felt that way. On July 11th, Lori's brother, Alex Cox, shoots and kills Charles Vallow, her ex-husband. This is after she's met Chad. Alex says that the shooting was in self-defense, obviously, but we know that the body cam footage has come out now since that shooting, and we were able to see how Lori reacted, see how Alex reacted in that whole entire thing. Okay. Um, By the end of August 2019, Lori, Tylee, JJ, Alex, and Melanie, who is Lori's niece, who also divorced her husband to join the cult— Moved to Rexburg, Idaho. So all of them pick up after Alex kills Charles, her ex-husband, and after she's met Chad, and they move to Rexburg. On September 8th, Tylee, JJ, Lori, and Alex visit Yellowstone National Park. Officials say this is the last time anyone saw Tylee. September 8th of 2019. Yes, and we remember this because we were just speculating last time that this is where she was murdered or killed or went missing, police have now come out and said that they too, like, clarify that this is where they think this all happened. Okay. 
The FBI later asks help from anyone who has photos of the family taken that day. Remember, everyone was kind of like buzzing about Yellowstone. Chad Daybell signs an application with Tammy Daybell, his wife, on September 8th to increase Tammy's life insurance to the maximum amount that's allowed on the policy. On September 9th, phone records place Alex on Chad Daybell's property in the general area where investigators would eventually find Tylee's body. Okay. So within about three days, they go to Yellowstone. This is the last time Tylee's seen by anyone. Chad decides to up his wife's life insurance policy. And then Alex, which is Lori's brother who killed her last husband, is on Chad's property in Rexburg where Tylee's body was eventually found. That same day, Chad allegedly texts Tammy, his then living wife, saying that he just shot a raccoon and buried it in the yard. We now know that something else was buried in his yard and it wasn't a raccoon. It was children or at least Tylee that day. Lori Daybell enrolls JJ in school in Rexburg, Idaho on September 3rd. Less than three weeks later, JJ attends class for the last time as his mother unenrolls him, saying he would be homeschooled. Keep in mind, Tylee was never enrolled in school in Idaho, and at this point, Tylee hasn't been seen. On October 1st, Lori rents a 10 by 10 storage unit in Rexburg, and all three of the suspects, Alex, Chad, and Lori, visit the unit multiple times. And keep in mind, when this unit was discovered, they found all of Tylee and JJ's belongings in this unit. On October 2nd, Brandon, who is Lori's niece's ex-husband, so the one she divorced and joined the cult and moved to Idaho for, yeah, Brandon says that he was shot at where the bullet barely misses his head in Arizona, and he was shot at by a Jeep, this, a Jeep that was registered okay. to Charles Vallow, which is Lori's dead ex-husband. And we think that, what's his name? Wasn't Alex, what's his name driving it? The or they brother. weren't sure? Well, that's what they all assume. Okay. Because Tylee had been driving it, but Tylee's now missing. We remember. And how do you live life like this? I forgot how crazy this, this case, case is. is. Like, how do you live? How do you? It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. It's insane. Like, Brandon, what is, I mean, it's Lori's niece's ex husband. Yeah. I mean, I get that he's probably salty that she had moved, divorced him and joined this cult, and he was probably talking. But talking enough that you decided you needed to kill him, like they yeah. just began eliminating everyone that didn't align with what they were doing. Yep. Days later, on October 9th, Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife, who's still alive at this point, even though Lori's ex-husband has been shot by Alex. Tammy Daybell calls 911 and says that a masked man shot at her in her driveway with a paintball gun. She posts about the experience on Facebook saying she has no idea who this person was or why they would even shoot at her. And court documents later indicate, and this is what, this was something we didn't know at the time, that Alex Cock attempted to shoot and kill Tammy that day and his car was like seen in the area. Wait, but I thought she said a paintball gun. So she said it was a paintball gun. But it was Everyone an else gun? assumes it was an actual gun and he was trying to kill her just like he did days earlier with Brandon in Arizona. Okay. 
So 10 days later, Chad Dayball calls 911 saying that he woke up that morning and Tammy had died in her sleep in their Salem home. I remember this. Detectives visit the home and they rule the death as natural. Tammy is buried at the Evergreen Cemetery in Springville on October 22nd. The family holds a memorial service in Rexburg the following day. Keep in mind, all of these families have ties between Idaho and Utah. So we're bouncing back and forth as well as Arizona, as well as Hawaii. The family holds the memorial service the following day, and it's alleged that Alex Cox was seen sitting in a parking lot in his car two miles from Tammy's house the night that she died. Alex is literally a hitman. Literally a a hitman. Mm -hmm. He's literally a hitman. Anytime there's a mess, he's there. Yeah. I actually had someone from Chad Daybell's family reach out to me. We have discussed that we will keep them anonymous, but they reached out to me and they told me that at the time of this happening, when Tammy died, there was suspicion about Chad and his new friend, Lori, not that they had killed her or anything, but just that maybe there was something weird going on. He was spending a lot of time with Lori and the whole family felt it was weird. And at the funeral, they felt that Chad acted weird, that he wasn't very sad. So before all this even came out, before the kids came out as missing, before all of that, Chad's own family felt weird about Chad and Lori and the whole Tammy thing, not thinking anything bad had happened to Tammy, not thinking it was murder, but just that the situation was really weird. And family has come out since and just stated that they're really happy for the closure, but they also just feel sad. They feel really sad because Tammy was murdered. Okay, so a friend of Tylee told the Post Register that she received a text from Tylee's number on October 25th. Remember, Tylee's been missing. And the text just read, hi, miss you guys too, love ya. And as we know now, someone was texting on Tylee's phone after she went missing to try to keep appearances up that she was still alive and well. I remember this. Yes. So within weeks of Tammy's death, Chad and Lori are married in Hawaii on November 5th. Yep. And two, so, this is all 2019 still, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Because Tammy died in October. Chad and Lori are married in November, early November, November 5th. And Tammy died late October. So this is quick. This is fast. This is planned, as we now know. They then returned to Rexburg. Over the coming weeks, police say Chad told witnesses that Lori had no children. So they were living and saying, oh, no, Lori doesn't have any children. Police also say that Lori had told people that Tylee had died years earlier because remember, Tylee's no longer around Mm -hmm. at this point. And she's saying, oh, I had a daughter that passed away years earlier. This is what they're telling people as a newly married couple in Rexburg. On November 26th, the Rexburg Police Department conducts a welfare check for JJ at the request of his grandparents, Larry and Kay. Remember, they call, they say something's up. We haven't heard from Tyler. We haven't heard from JJ. Please go check on him. The next morning, November 27th, the Rexburg police serve a search warrant. Um, When police arrive, they quickly discover that Daybells had left. So they go the night before to do the welfare check. They're like, oh, he's he's with his grandparents. They go back. They're like, no, the grandparents are the people who said to do the welfare check. They go back with a search warrant because they're like, obviously something's up. Daybells are gone. Chad and Lori are gone in the wind. On December 6th, Melanie Gibb, Lori's friend, contacts the Rexburg police to say that Chad and Lori had called her on November 26th, which was the day that the police came in for the welfare check, and asked her that if the police call her to lie about the location of JJ. And her friend's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the heck? Where's JJ? This has all come out since. This is all stuff we know now. 
As deputies investigate, the Fremont County Sheriff's Office determined that Tammy Daybell's death is suspicious. So at this point, with the kids missing, everyone's kind of like, well, what ha- what really happened to yeah. Tammy? Tammy's body is exhumed on December 11th, and they perform an autopsy in Utah. And the results of the autopsy are not released at that point, and they still haven't been released. On December 12th, Alex Cox dies under mysterious circumstances in Gilbert, Arizona. Keep in mind, Chad and Lori are still in the wind. Nobody knows where they are. Nobody knows where Tylee is and nobody knows where JJ is. This has all hit the press. Everyone's talking about these kids who have been missing for months and nobody knew about it, that the parents have just run off. Where are these kids? And then all of a sudden, the hitman Alex dies of mysterious circumstances in his home in Arizona. His autopsy later reveals that he died of a blood clot. Caused from something or just a blood clot? Just a blood clot. Like, how does this hitman all of a sudden die? That we knew had a hand in everything of all of a sudden Of course, he dies. just dies. Yes. Oh. On December 20th, the Rexburg Police Department announces JJ and Tylee are officially missing. Police say their disappearances is, uh, you know, possibly linked to the suspicious death of Tammy Daybell. And the following day, police called Chad and Lori persons of interest. So this was the first time that police came out and we were all living this like firsthand. The police came out and were like, hey, these parents have done something wrong. We feel like all of this is suspicious and they are person of interest. So we are now in 2020, the year of COVID. Body camera footage is released detailing the moments after Alex Cox is believed to have shot and killed Charles. So this is when the body cam footage comes out. And we see in the body cam footage that Alex and Lori's story contradict one another. Oh, really? That, that Alex says what happened and Lori says what happened in and they're two different. completely different stories? Tylee okay. is in the footage and she's very calm, relaxed, like her stepdad just got shot and she's very calm. And JJ, remember Lori left after after Alex, her brother, had just shot and killed her current husband, or it was like her ex-husband, they were divorced. Um, Lori just left and took JJ to school. Remember? I don't remember that. Yeah, she left. Alex calls the cops. The cops show up. Alex is the only one home. And then Lori shows up and she's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) they got in a fight and he killed him. And then I had to take JJ to school. Okay. And she's super nonchalant. She's laughing. And she even says, oh, my gosh, I just moved here and all my neighbors are going to think I'm crazy because of all these cops. Yeah, your ex-husband just got killed in your house. Mm -hmm. You have bigger problems than worried about what the neighbors are going to think. So we all thought this was weird when this footage was released. On January 25th, the Kauai Police Department served Lori with a notice stating, because they found them in Hawaii, remember? Lori and Chad are found in Hawaii. The police department serves Lori with a notice saying, hey, you must produce your kids. And on January 30th, Lori misses the 5 p.m. deadline to produce her kids. On February 20th, police in Kauai arrest Lori on a $5 million warrant. She is charged with two felony counts of deserting her kids and non-support of dependent children. She is also charged with arrests and seizures, resisting or obstructing officers, criminal solicitation to commit a crime, and contempt of court, willful disobedience of court process or order. They get her basically everything everything they can right now. On February 26th, Lori waives her extradition to Idaho after six days behind bars in Hawaii. The waiver comes after multiple attempts to reduce bail. Idaho authorities extradite Lori from Hawaii to Rexburg on March 5th. And we're almost catching up to when we did our first episodes. Lori tries to reduce her bail multiple times right here because COVID has hit. And so meetings are being pushed back. Everything's 
kind of canceled. We're, we're in like a dead area. And so she just keeps trying to push everything back. Um, the medical examiner releases the autopsy of Alex Cox on May 8th. And they say that Alex did actually die of natural causes. They do because they re Wow. What are the chances of that? What are the chances? That's insane. So around 7 a.m. on June 9th, the Rexburg Police Department, um, the FBI, and Fremont County Sheriff's Office serve a search warrant at Chad Daybell's home in Rexburg. Within hours, investigators uncover unidentified human remains and bring in a backhoe to dig deeper into the yard. Days later, officials confirm the remains are of those JJ and Tylee. So her two missing kids were found dead in Chad Daybell's property on Rexburg. And I remember this was after we had done um, our episodes and me and you talked about it. And we were like, Rexburg is so much land. He could have buried them anywhere. Yeah, I can't believe they found the kids. I remember I was thinking, holy crap. This is real. Like, that's insane. Like, this is insane. And I just, what an idiot. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. This would have been nice in college when I kept getting slapped with parking tickets oh and I gosh. literally didn't have I, any wiggle room. Or when I kept getting towed. Yeah, I could have used Dave. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill a tank, and pay rent without having to wait for your next paycheck. It's time to remove extra stress with extra cash. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. In fact, Dave has helped its members avoid over $2.5 billion in overdraft fees since 2017. Download Dave today at dave.com slash husband. That's dave.com slash husband. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less when you download Dave. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash husband. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. All right, everybody, we're talking about food. Not just any food, but daily harvest. And when it comes to eating well, we are not the best at it. And we're also not very good cooks. That's why we love daily harvest. They have no gluten fillers, seed oils, added sugars, or starches. Daily Harvest really takes the guesswork and effort out of cooking because they deliver delicious smoothies and other options that are built on organic fruits and vegetables straight to your door. I love their smoothies. Yeah, love Garrett, them. Garrett drinks one every day. And when it comes to variety, Daily Harvest is always keeping it exciting as well. They have tons of great smoothies and other meal options that look so delicious. You never get bored when it comes to meals and snacks. So take the guessing out of eating well and try Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com slash husband to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com slash husband for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Again, go check out their stuff. They got food. They got smoothies. They got something for lunch, breakfast, anytime you want to eat something. It's very convenient and we love it. Dailyharvest.com slash husband. Murder With My Husband is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I had an extra hour in my day, I would probably start reading more books every day. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I really am such a huge fan of therapy. It's truly given me the tools to tackle really big life changes, honestly overcome anxiety, and is a safe space for me to voice my thoughts. I think putting words to how we feel is so, so important and therapy is a tool to do just that. It's fully online, made to be convenient, flexible, and work best for your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the licensed therapist. You can also switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com husband today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot husband. So around 1130 on June 9th, Chad is taken into custody and he's booked into the Fremont County Jail on two felony charges of concealment, distribution or alteration of evidence. So he's not, he wasn't charged for the murder of the kids? Neither of them are at this point because there's no physical evidence that ties that them, ties to, them actually to actually it. killing them. Because the only physical evidence they have wow. is Alex, really. Chad makes his first court appearance on June 10th via Zoom, and they set bail for $1 million for him. On June 29th, prosecutors filed charges against Lori, including two felony counts of conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence. So basically the same charges they just did to Chad. Yeah. Still no murder. And everyone was in uproar about this, but what are you going to do? Yeah. On July 15th, she pleads not guilty. Lori does, to misdemeanor resisting or obstructing officers, so she just pleads not guilty to all of this stuff. On August 3rd and 4th, the preliminary hearing for Chad Dayball is held. Friends and investigators testify, but that's kind of all that happens there. Lori waives her preliminary hearing, so she's just pushing things back, pushing things back. Chad appears at his court arraignment on August 21st. He pleads not guilty. On August 27th, um, Chad's attorney asks the court to dismiss the entire case, so they are just pushing everything back. On September 10th, Lori is arraigned in district court where she pleads not guilty once again. And on November 5th, East Idaho News obtains audio of Lori telling someone that she was going to murder her third husband, Joe Ryan, while she was speaking at a meeting in October of 2018. Keep in mind, Joe Ryan died of a heart attack. And before he died, she's on audio saying that she was going to murder him. Why would she want to murder him? Like, what does that have to do with anything? I think she just likes to kill all of her lovers. What? Like, I think she's a black widow. I mean, basically all of her lovers are either missing or dead. Mm -hmm. Besides Chad, but he's in jail for killing her children. So on March 22nd, we're now in 2021. So we had a huge break in the case due to COVID. Like, not much happened for roughly a year. And everyone was like, can you give us an update? Can you give us an update? We didn't have anything. There was nothing going on. So we are now in 2021 in March. So just a couple months ago, March 22nd, Madison County prosecutor Rob Wood adds veteran homicide attorney Rachel Smith to his team. So they're just growing the prosecution team. On May 24th, a grand jury indicted Chad and Lori Dayball on several new felony charges. This was just barely May 24th, including first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. So we now have them actually being charged for the murder of the children, which is big. This is a big deal. Prosecutors announced the charges during the May 25th news conference. This is when I had a bunch of you guys messaging me saying, oh my gosh, like they're actually getting charged. We weren't sure. We weren't sure that they would. Lori and Chad Dayball are now both charged with three counts of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder tied to J.J., Tylee, and Tammy Daybell's deaths. 
and two counts of first-degree murder tied to JJ and Tylee's deaths. Only Chad Daybell was charged with first-degree murder tied to Tammy Daybell's death. So they didn't charge Lori with first-degree murder on Tammy Daybell, just Chad. Okay. And um, this was actually a really big deal to me that Tammy was named because her autopsy we knew was finished. We didn't know what they had found. We still don't know what they found. They obviously found enough to charge him with murder. I assume they're going to wait to the trial to come out with a lot of this. Yes, we will not hear why they have enough or what happened in her autopsy um, for them to be able to charge him. But I think this was a big deal in this case. Both were also charged with conspiracy to grand theft by deception in connection with JJ and Tylee's death. Alex Cox was also implicated in the charges of conspiracy to commit murder, even though he's dead. So they still named him. I didn't know that was possible. Yes. And then Lori Daybell was charged with grand theft for allegedly collecting Social Security survivor benefits for the children after their death. Oh, my gosh. Um, Which is, like, illegal if you killed them. And Chad Daybell was charged with two counts of insurance fraud after he collected the benefits from Tammy's life insurance. Because you can't just go up your life insurance and then kill your wife. It's not the way it works. The life insurance company is going to be like... Oh, you can't do that. So the family is feeling good about the pursuit for all of the victims. And according to ABC4.com, a psychological assessment conducted by a licensed clinical psychologist determined that at this time, Lori Vallow is not competent to proceed. Wait, what? What do you mean? So Garrett doesn't know any of this. He hasn't been on. So this is the, and I know all of you know this, but he doesn't. What do you mean? What does that even mean? Does that mean like she's not? She's not there enough to... They are saying she's too crazy to go to trial. That's 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 bullcrap. Yes. So a lot of people feel like you as well. So while the prosecution has obviously objected to these findings, they're like, no way. She's definitely competent enough to to go to trial. Um, According to East Idaho News, a hearing on this finding will be scheduled in the future. They will all go. The judge will say, okay, the prosecution might have their own person conduct a psychological exam or the judge might go, nope, this psychological exam was enough and we're not going to trial. What? Can he deny it too? Can he say, I don't care? Like she's going to trial? No. He would have to have the prosecution have a... So... Because it's her right. Like you can't... You cannot legally... If someone what if is someone's by definition it? insane... Sorry, I'm getting heated. I know, I know. And a lot of people were too, which is why I'm, I'm guess, discussing this. So yeah, what if you fake it? Then what happens? So the people who conduct the psychological exams are prepared for people to come in and fake it because they feel like sometimes people would rather go to a mental hospital than prison. Mm-hmm. And so they're ready like they know the signs of people who are faking it so i don't know how yeah, this what came if you're out just, i mean she's a master manipulator yeah she's she very obviously well amazing be. i mean she, i mean you know what i mean no Not amazing I, but, but what she's been doing it's been she's manipulated massive a lot manipulation. Of so she's obviously good at yes that. i don't want to not question i mean i don't want to question correct the person who gave her the exam it's their job and I also don't want to discredit mental health because there, mm-hmm. all, there are people who are diagnosably insane. It just feels hard to believe from a person who doesn't know anything, who's just been watching this case. Yeah. It's, it's hard. When they say she's not competent, that she's crazy or however you want to put it, does that mean she's crazy in like her beliefs? Cause like, or does that mean she's crazy like mentally? Like what exactly does that mean? You're right. Because mm-hmm. she might have some crazy... Like the zombie thing and everything. Yes, but I get I what you're saying. What saying. Do I think Lori is a little crazy considering that she murdered her own children, thinks people are zombies? Yes. Join- yes. I don't think anyone in their right mind believes that. 
But does that mean that she doesn't understand that what she's doing is wrong? Because that's what they're saying. Okay, got it. They're saying that she is incompetent in the fact that she doesn't understand when she, if they were to go to trial, she will not comprehend what's going on at trial. She will not comprehend that she's being put on trial for something that she did that was wrong and that it will, it will outcome in her going to prison. So I assume that she's saying I had to do it because of everything that was happening. So I'm assuming she said, no, they were actually zombies Oh, or, or something. I don't like they're saying, okay, so a person is deemed to be incompetent when they are no longer able to display the ability to make decisions that are in their best interests. Got it. All right. We're jumping into a Shopify ad. Love Shopify, bunch of ads for them. If you have any type of online business, e-commerce store at all, please go and check out Shopify. You will absolutely love it and make sure you use code HUSBAND or go to shopify.com slash husband. I think sometimes starting something, we all have these aspirations, right? We're like, oh, I make these little, I knit these little onesies. I really want to sell them or I do this or I do that. But then you have no idea what that actually looks like. Shopify is the answer. That is how you do it. And when we started podcasting, I was like, okay, maybe we're done with Shopify, but nope, here we are selling merch. So we're still using it. From the launch your online store stage to the real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. No, we have not hit a million orders on Murder With My Husband, but maybe one day. <laughs> Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs to every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. You guys don't forget to use code husband. It really it, it benefits you and it benefits us. Shopify.com slash husband. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. While you cannot have someone declared incompetent because they make decisions you do not agree with, a person can be t declared incompetent if they appear to be living in their own reality. Okay. So she might go to trial and say, but they were zombies and I had to kill them. She's going to get prosecuted because she admitted to it. And that's what I think they're saying is she will go there and she lives in this own form of reality that she doesn't understand that what she did was actually wrong. I wow. think that's what they're saying. Okay. Yeah, I have so many questions, so it's just... Insane. Because then what happens, like, you what know what happens? I'm saying? So what would happen is she wouldn't, she would just be sent to a mental facility where she would be, and I have... For life? Yes. Oh. And I, it would be the same sentence as she would serve in prison. Okay. And I had someone write in about this because they said, I know everyone's upset that she was deemed incompetent, but keep in mind... I, she said, I did personal research and going to a mental facility is not always the best option. Yeah. You're drugged up. You have no freedom. Like you're, you just stay inside all day. 
So there, it's not like it's some glorious thing compared to prison either. Yeah. I don't want people to get confused with that. I guess it makes me feel a little better that she would serve the same sentence there as, as she, she would, would in, in prison. prison. Yes. I thought she would go to the mental and get hospital out. for like 10 years and get no, out. You, you, I was like, what You in still the have world? to like, you're still, you're still a danger to society, right? Okay. You just, they say, instead of her knowing what she's done wrong, she needs help. She okay. needs help. My mom talked to a criminal attorney named Alan. He, he answered some questions that you're having. So they said, is it surprising that both of them were charged with first degree murder? He says, no, he's sure that evidence will come out at trial that proves that there, or at least he hopes so, or else this trial is going to be bad. Got it. They will have to prove that the deaths happened within statute of limitations, which there is no statute of limitations for murder. So that's not going to be a problem. And they will also have to prove that it happened in the jurisdiction that they are tried in, which could become a problem. Because it might have been in Yosemite, correct? It, no, it might have been in Yellowstone. Oh, sorry. Yellowstone. It might have been in Arizona. It might have been in Hawaii. It might have been in... There are so many states involved in this that we could get to trial and her team could be like, oh, uh, well, what if it happened in Arizona? And this this doesn't even count. So th- yeah. we're, we're worried. Hopefully police have enough to say this is when it happened. Okay. If Lori is charged in Arizona for her ex-husband's death, because we now know that Arizona police have come out and said that they are now reopening the investigation into her ex-husband's death, saying that it was... It wasn't just self-defense. It was something they had planned it. She will have to go through all the steps of being declared competent again in Arizona, and it could come out the opposite. Oh, okay. Alan also says that Lori might be deemed incompetent now, but that might not mean much if they deem that she was competent at the time of the murders. So they say, well, she might have gone crazy now, but if they can prove that she was competent at the time that she knew what she was doing was wrong and didn't actually believe that they could still try her. Interesting. So there's a whole bunch of layers to being deemed incompetent. So don't get like caught up in it. He said there's going to be a lot more procedure that goes into this. There's so much to this. Yes. Okay. Originally, Lori and Chad were being tried together, but it looks like they will now be tried separately. This is another update. They think that they're going to take them. them, um, They won't sit together in the courtroom. They will have separate trials. That's if Lori goes to trial. Lori and Chad, as married people, cannot be compelled to testify against each other. So they won't have to go up on stand against each other. And also a question everyone's having is, should they change the venue because of all the attention going on um, and bring the same judge with them to like a different place in Idaho, not Rexburg? Or, you know, they'll still do it in Rexburg, but truck in people from Boise because they have to still be in Idaho. Like um, a jury of your peers has to be in the same state. Okay. Yeah. They might do Coeur d'Alene. They might do a different place and truck them in to try to have a more fair trial. But this would be on Lori and Chad's team to try to prove that this trial would be unfair to bring in people from Rexburg. It's kind of crazy, though, because everybody knows about this, I feel like. How do you well, not? So I would be a good juror. Yes, cause because you know abs- I know absolutely nothing about any, Any of, of these murders yes, that you exactly. tell me. So, so they could bring me in and be like, you didn't see it on the news. I'd be like, I have no idea, no what, idea what you're what talking, talking about. about. Yeah. So Al, my mom asked Alan, she said, if you were defending Chad or Lori, would you try to get the trial moved? And he said, hands down, I would get the trial moved. If you're, if you ask anyone there, they don't want to see them get out free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people in Rexburg, this is close to them. So he said um, he would try, but it's a really hard thing to do. Also, should the jury be sequestered? 
meaning that they stay in the hotel. They can't watch or hear anything going on in the media. They just go to court, go back to their hotel, read the books that are in the hotel. They can't talk to anybody. You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I'm assuming that the reporting is going to be huge on this. It's going to be on CNN. It's going to be on Fox News. It's going to be like every single person is going to be covering this trial if it's live. And so it could be dangerous, but that's also hard to do. It's also really hard to get the jury sequestered. So we'll see. Prosecutors actually reserved the right to seek the death penalty. And they will probably use this as leverage to seek a plea deal. So they'll say, we won't give you the death penalty if you plead to this and this and this and this. I didn't know the that Idaho had the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, capital murder, yes. And they will also might say, okay, we will do it life in prison without the possibility of parole. And we will take off the insurance fraud charge on you, Chad, if you um, will do this or this or this or this for us. Lori's defender is currently doing this pro bono. Whoa. Yes, because she was deemed indigent, which means she's, she can't make choices for her. So they would usually give her a public defender. But her private defender came forward and said, nope, I'm still going to do it for her. But she's not allowed to pay him. So he's doing it pro bono. Alan says this is most likely for a couple reasons. Number one, it's a high profile case. So it's good for his career to cover her if yep. he gets her off. And number two, he could write a book about it. And make money off of it because it's a high profile. Well, he's going to get so much attention off. So this. He, he said, "There's multiple reasons why her defender will stay there, even though he's no longer getting paid." He said, "It's also like he could try to like get the um, state of Idaho to pay him oh. if he, but it's like a low chance yeah, that, yeah. that would happen." Alan is almost sure that this will go to trial. We obviously aren't aware of the evidence, but he also says that the trial will at least be one to three months. He's suspecting. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. He says it's it's a heavy. I mean. Think of all the parts. Think of all the testimony. They're going to have to bring in so many people to testify at this trial. So he's like, I feel like it's going to be a long and heavy trial, which will also be how do you sequester a jury for three months? There's no way. It's hard. It's hard. So that is our finished update on JJ and Tylee case. Wow, that's insane. I'm very interested. I didn't know probably 99% of what, by the way, what you just told me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few. Also, I don't know if we talked about this, but Alex's phone actually has pings on Chad's property where the kids were killed. So we also know for sure that he was there with Chad a few days after Tylee went missing. That's crazy. See, I'm I'm surprised that they charged Chad and Lori with the murder because I kind of think it's Alex. I guess we'll find well, out. they were involved. It's just what evidence did they finally uncover? For first degree. I'm I'm curious to see. I mean, they, it's been a year. They've had a year to get yeah. this together. So I also they obviously know something that I think we're gonna have a couple bombs dropped at trial, uh, considering that they're both charged with first degree murder. Unless the state was just like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, do I think they deserve to be charged? Yes. I mean, apparent, it's obvious that they knew what was going on. All of this was planned. This is what all of these updates have gone to show us. Is that yep. This was a completely planned thing that happened. And um, I'm really excited to watch trial, uh, you know, live. And also, Garrett, I have a fun update for you. My mom said that she could possibly get us tickets to go watch some of the trial days. Whoa. So we can go into the trial and then come back and report to you guys and say what the atmosphere was like, did you, did what's you hear, going did on. Did you hear my excitement? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's a really cool I thing. Know. I know a lot of journalists do that. I'm not claiming to be a journalist, but I have been pretty involved in this case, so I am just excited to see it that play out. That would be pretty out. cool. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, and we can just keep you guys updated on what that's like. And this case is insane. That is so crazy. Yeah, I'm curious to see. What, I'm actually curious to see what happens next. Yeah, I am excited for a trial date to see if Lori will actually go to trial and to see what's going on going forward. So we will keep you guys updated. Please subscribe, listen, share our podcast. We love your guys' engagement. We read your comments. We try to get to every single message. Um, There is just a lot of them coming in now. So have patience with us. Um, Thank you guys so much for supporting us and loving us. We love you guys so much. And we will see you guys next week for another episode. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.